I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not so good with the rhyming thing. No, not really. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Why yeah, are we there we go. Record over that movie. I want. I want to watch the movie with you guys. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say that they want to watch the Cat in the Hat live action film. Also no, it's good. It's very good. It's I told good. Jam I'd it's watch it's it with the very team. cool. Very cool. It's very, very underrated. Cool. Very cool. It is. Boy it is. It's so good. Kog. No, no, I'm serious. It's so fucking it, funny. You're not just memeing. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I, I can't no. say you're wrong. I. It's. We, it's so like. It, it is bad. But when he fucking turns to the camera during the roller coaster and he's just like, go to Universal Studios, I just died. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like uh, at Universal Studios? <laughs> Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> oh, it's so Mike good, Myers. but it's so bad. Mike Myers is such a ham. <laughs> Alright, greetings and welcome back, gentles and ladiesmen, to episode... 512 of Unverse Cast. Uh, episode 358. 350. Uh, 350. And uh, I'm Michael. I'm Haydox. King K. And I'm that asshole. <laughs> that asshole with uh -oh, the glasses. Oh, we're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! All my Censor all my it. precious income. I won't get my ten dollars this week. That's sweet, sweet ad revenue. Oh. Good luck. Sounded like you just orgasmed from uh, the <laughs> ad revenue. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, uh, you know what they say: uh, cheap thrills and all that. Well, donate to my Patreon. Yeah, donate donate to our Patreon. Uh, you can you can donate one cent. Uh, just show your support. Okay. Uh, we'll send you so... a picture of Ryan. Uh, what kind of picture of Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they want. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <laughs> Yo. Okay, so... Don't get any weird ideas, y'all. Uh, we I have ha been doing... I'm a classy doing... gentleman. <laughs> I'm a classy broad. I take classy pictures, sophisticated pictures. Yeah, it's it's just like uh, they get a picture, they get Ryan's LinkedIn profile picture, <laughs> him just wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> uh, okay, My LinkedIn so is me. We, just we're nude. back for another episode of this terrible podcast, and we are right at the tail end of our Kingdom Hearts retrospective, uh, where we talk about Kingdom Hearts for very long periods of time uh but before we wrap things up with the last couple games here well as far as what's out as of recording uh we we have to go back to fan fiction land folks i'm sorry do we have uh, to uh we we do we are contractually obligated to continue uh, do we have to well yes we do okay sonata Roll the intro. I don't know what this is, but it's kind of hot. All right. There Wasn't it is. Wasn't that fun? Let's try <laughs> something else. Are you serious? This is torture. You're torturing me and everyone else watching. Wait. No. I'm going to Can I read it? Uh, <laughs> you, you got to read it last time. Oh, all right. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Okay. Dejected. So, in the last episode, or the last chapter, which was a while ago, uh, Espio was telling everybody about how he had sex with Rouge. Uh, it turns out that Shadow <laughs> broke into Amy's house and tied her to her bed. Um, that she was had mi she was ambivalent about whether she would have sex with Sonic. And then we got a twist at the end when it turns out that Espio got Rouge pregnant overnight. I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that, you know, the egg fertilized overnight, or the fact that a reptile and a mammal had sex and That's somehow had a baby. Right well, um, okay. I think the okay. fact that she's a bat could probably mean her her fertilization happened a bit quicker. Okay, but still, reptiles but hey, don't have sex. That's just a theory. <laughs> you don't know that. I could maybe okay. Let's let's look, let's look this up. Let's look this up right now. Pretty sure <laughs> that I'm sex. pretty sure that. <laughs> what is SBO anyway? An iguana. Look at this. All right. <laughs> He's, He's a, a comedian. All right, Sonata. I found a. Reptile sex in all letters, capital letters. Okay, Espio's a chameleon. I'm pretty sure that, pretty sure that most reptiles lay eggs. It's only mammals that have sex. What? The, oh my gosh! Never mind. I just looked this up. Oh fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, this fan fiction oh. is stupid. Oh. Uh, but what else is new? Okay, so, now we have chapter 8, where we get to follow up on those exciting developments. Things change. <clears throat> Shadow! Sonic shouted. It was Shadow, there. <laughs> Surprised to see me, said Shadow. We know what you did to your mother! Screamed Amy like a crazy man. It was... Shadow cut her off and did not let her finish saying the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you did not see anything. I am Shadow, and I know how to commit crimes. You think I have not killed a person before? I have. Shadow crossed his arms Ooh. and sneered at Amy, looking at her. <laughs> but, but I saw you! Then Amy said. You saw nothing. I stopped you, Shadow said. It doesn't matter! You were on your way inside your house to kill your mom, said Amy. Amy shook around because she was all nervous and her smaller than rouges but still good boobs wiggled a little. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Sonic oh thought it was cool to see and he wanted to support her. I did the not fuck? kill my mom. I was going into my house to protect you from Dr. Eggman, Shadow said. Sonata, make oh, okay. sure you put up a clip of, of that, that quote there. Uh, okay, said Sonic, and Sonic and Espia went to class because it started and they are still in the high school hallway. <laughs> he was trying to ship oh my, my Ultra Chaos Emerald Shards to space so he could collect Ultra. them at his egg space station, said Shadow to Amy in an explaining way. We gotta in an do explaining way. <laughs> we gotta do something about him. I understand that you had a reason to tie me up, but do not kill your mother, responded Amy. <laughs> uh, I was only kidding, because the guys were all being too important about themselves. 
and I do not think that is a good quality for high school students to be. Oh high school gosh. students should be nice and caring and not talk about themselves like they are the best, because that will only make us all assholes, which isn't what we should be trying to be. definitely something he experiences in real life. <laughs> Shadow said that to Amy, and she understood that he was a good guy and had a reason for tying her up on a bed. No, he didn't, even if he had bad times when he was dark and did crimes in the cityscape. They both went to class in different directions, so the conversation ended. Later after school, Sonic went on Sonic Messenger and talked to Espio. Hey, Espio, how are you? Do you know what you're going to do about being Farouge's baby? He said into the computer. He said into the computer. <laughs> Listen, Sonic, this is hard for me to say, said Espio oh, in the no. computer, which went across the internet to Sonic. I want to oh, get no. Rouge to get abortion? <laughs> abortion. abortion. To get abortion. abortion. I would like two abortions, please. To go. I would like two abortions. This, this is a new bow. I'll this. have one abortion and one diet cherry abortion. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Sonic was upset because Rouge's baby would not survive it. <laughs> That's, that's the idea. And in fact, in fact, in fact, Rouge's baby would die. No shit. Well, okay, hold on a minute. He, he, I, he definitely heard this word somewhere and didn't look it up. And he just put it down how he heard it. Like, he must have just learned this that day. Uh, he just looks up what happens when people get pregnant. And then uh, abortion oh. was no, okay. I, Michael. I think you're being too mean to the author. What if, like, he got his his sexy rat friend pregnant, and he he had to figure it out or something? And she's like, I want to get abortion. Hypothetical death of a child. Ugh. That that it's is less what this that and more the fact that he put a portion. <laughs> a portion. And did you did you guys know that if you get an abortion, the baby dies? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh, there no. has oh, to be another way, SBO, said Sonic in Sonic Messenger. But if you really want to do it, that's okay too, because it is your decision. Good, because I want you to help me. I'm gonna get Rouge tomorrow at school and slip her the abortion pill in one of her meals. Oh my gosh, he actually thinks it's abortion. He actually thinks it's abortion. No! You will help me by distracting her from me. No! Okay. Holy fuck. I don't, I don't think that's how abortions work. I might be wrong. Oh, so I'm very troubled by this. He's gonna slip. This is this just keeps getting better and better. Okay, see you then. No, wait, wait, but oh, it, this doesn't make any sense because she's already fat and pregnant, so she would what? You can't. Yeah, what you, is you this would man? need more than just a fucking a pill. <laughs> what? I think you might fuck? need to like. Wouldn't you have to seek some medical attention at that yeah. point? Oh, yeah. Oh, this works. This man. Okay, see you then, said Sonic. <laughs> the next day happened, and Sonic was at lunch. I won the science competition, but you didn't come, Sonic, said Tails in a sad, mad way. I wanted you to become, because I am such a good friend to you, but you did not, but I won anyway without you. 
Tails was mad at Sonic, which did not usually happen because they were the best friends. Well, ta sorry, Tails, I was so busy and I did not know, said Sonic, trying to make Tails happy again. Kiss my ass, dick! <laughs> screamed Tails to Sonic. Screamed. Screamed Tails to Sonic and flew out of the room with his flying tails. This is awful, said Sonic. He is my best friend! Sonic knew this was a big problem, but changed his mind to thinking about Rouge and Espio, and then went over to where Rouge was going to get the abortion pill from Espio. Vector was there too, which was weird because he usually was not. Okay, Espio, are you ready? Said Sonic only to Espio. Espio shook his head yes. Hey, Rouge! It's really uncomfortable. Hey, Rouge, how are you doing today? I was class. Do you have lots of homework? What are you eating for lunch? This is Sonic said to Rouge to distract her from Espio. Looks like Sonic did it perfectly because while he was asking these things, Espio put the abortion pill on Rouge's salad. <laughs> Rouge, what? What? Rouge, Rouge hates salads because she is thin. <laughs> Rouge answered the questions, but no one was paying attention because they were now glad it was done. Is everyone in on oh, this uh, uh, what is this? said Rouge, suddenly looking at like a shocked woman. What, what? what is wrong? He's worrying oh, that Rouge found oh, no. <laughs> uh, no. He was worrying that Rouge found the abortion pill in her salad and was looking at it. I I think I'm having no. my baby! Oh my god. Here it comes! No. No. Rouge, <laughs> Rouge said this before she could even eat the abortion pill, so everyone knew the baby what was the coming fuck? for real. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, said no. all of them together. But oh, Rouge. Fuck. Rouge slid down in the no. ground. No. And they put a curtain around her so no one could really no. see what was going on because it was gonna be gross. They okay, could see yeah, it. So oh I, my I just god! Read the last no. Line. He doesn't know. This guy does not know I about read anything. The last line. Oh my <laughs> god! They could see a they could see a baby start to come out of her butt and it was crying That's, a lot. No. No. <laughs> That's Ryan, not where babies come out. That's Oh no, the last line. <laughs> I, I wish I had not read that. Everyone wanted the baby to shut up already because they were just trying to have lunch. But now there is a baby coming out in the lunchroom at high school. Mrs. Lesson, who was also Mrs. the school Lesson. nurse, said, Get out of my way, kids! I have to help this baby get out of Rouge! Babies are too weak to do this by themselves! Mrs. Lesson went behind the curtain and helped pull the baby out of Rouge's butt, and it was still crying. Could you believe it? You wouldn't believe it. Rouge was exhausted from her baby, but Mrs. Lesson was not. Mrs. Lesson oh held God. the baby in her hands this while it was like still crying. This is like a top-tier plot twist coming up. And held it out to everyone. Look at it, said Mrs. Lesson. Rouge's baby was red and had long hair and big white fists. <gasps> no! Oh my God! Oh my Lord! <laughs> well... At least that explains kind of how she got pregnant, because echidnas are mammals. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh boy. The baby came out of her butt. <laughs> this man does not know what a vagina is. Nobody does! He does because they were doing sex two chapters ago! No, he probably thinks that sex is like a butt thing. 
He but doesn't he know. The, oh, but he, she he took out her vagina. Yeah, you remember that he specifically said Rouge took out her vagina. Oh, oh right, God, he did say that. Call. I have a scam call. Someone's calling me right now. Should I pick up? I kind of want to answer it. Uh, well, we're kind of call. We're kind of. I'm gonna pick it up. Here we go. No. <laughs> no. Hello. <laughs> Hello. What is happening? Who is this? <laughs> oh! Okay. Sounds like they just stole your social security number. Again? I'm gonna vomit. I can't handle this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, that, you know, vomit comes out of your butt, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just love the the plot twist. It's the baby is looks like Knuckles. <laughs> oh god. Oh my gosh. And now Ugh. we have to wait until the next episode to find out what happens next. And that, guys, that is an in You know, I like that plot twist. I like it a lot. <laughs> this is the makings of a literary genius, clearly. <laughs> Okay. You know, we dog on this story a lot, but I think that was a legitimately good ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly it makes me want to read chapter 9, like right now. Yeah. See what happens. That's what all good authors should strive to be. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> this is what all geez. true fanfiction authors strive for. Okay, like really, those... when's the movie deal, you know? like. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well. Sonic High School fucking you know, cinematic universe. A movie adaptation of Sonic High School would probably be better than the upcoming Sonic movie. <laughs> In a schlock kind of way. Oh, Dude, Christ. This guy has also made a story called Sonic the Hedgehog World War II Dragon. <laughs> that what? is the most metal fucking thing ever. Holy shit. World we could War probably II read this in a Dragon. day. You could put that on a meatloaf album cover. I want to find this man, follow him on Twitter, and get him to do a collab. <laughs> a collab. <laughs> a collab. Okay, fellas. Oh yeah, Kool Aid Man! What the hell? You just broke through my wall. Oh yeah, get the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so that that's it for Uncle Mike's fanfic corner. We have discussed Sonic High School So now it is finally time to wrap up the Kingdom Hearts retrospective uh, With we have a couple games left. Uh, we already took care of both of the DS games Whoa, my dog decided to drop by Yeah, <laughs> looks, uh, special, special guest uh, Dan's dog can we talk about Dream Drop Distance? Yeah, Dream Drop Distance and that stupid phone game I haven't played. We'll, we'll talk Moon about Cross. both of them. Oh, we're talking about that too? Uh, why not, if we have anything okay. to say about it. I, I, can can I, I want to say something about Dream Drop Distance before we start that I noticed before I forget it, alright? Sure. sure. We're gonna jump straight in. Okay, so I don't know about everybody else's opinions on flow motion, but uh -huh. I think... That flow motion and dream drop distance is like... But I think like... you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> Alright, well... <laughs> I, uh, I guess that's that. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs> Did he leave? Oh no.
Uh, looks like he looks like he left. Okay, uh, now that <laughs> the now that the riffraff has left the podcast for the day, uh, we shall continue. The riffraff. The riffraff. Street rat. I don't buy that. All right. Uh, anyways, before man, I think so he's rather Michael, tasty. We we can do karaoke after. I had an intelligent thought that I wanted to share <laughs> with you two. What is your I went to thought? college. <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Um, flow motion and dream drop distance. I think is overpowered because you can just infinitely wall jump. It, it's like. And yeah. also, you you over rely on that because oftentimes, like if you're fighting a boss, what really stands out to me is the boss in uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame level. Uh, I think he's called Majestic Wings. I don't know, but you can just like jump on the walls, do the slam attack, jump back up, do the sw- slam attack again and again and again. <laughs> you don't have to focus on the combos or anything like that. But what I like is that in Kingdom Hearts 3, or from what I've heard and also seen, is that you're limited to two jumps uh, for the flow motion. So you're limited to two jumps when you jump up. And also the slam attack, it doesn't have that huge area effect for damage as it did before. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, And it also, like, if it doesn't have it so when you roll into a wall, you don't start flow motion, which I think is great. But yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I like. I, I was gonna complain a lot about flow motion here. I I I write some notes down before our podcast to like give me a sense of what I want to say. But they just like they improved it a lot in K- KH three that I think it's cool to see in that game now. And I I would like to see it as uh, a staple if they ever do another Kingdom Hearts. Of course, not with Sora or anything, but. But I agree. didn't you hear from Nomura-san that uh, Sora's role in the Kingdom Hearts games will end when the series ends? Did so, he really say that? Yeah, he did. So Please tell him he didn't if say they that. make another game after three, it's gonna have Sora and everybody in it. Really? Oh, there's no getting off the train, is there? <laughs> it's no, like instead right. of getting I'm signed King- up till the day I die. <laughs> it's like instead of announcing Kingdom Hearts 4, they're like, we just made a game for the Vita. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be some kind of random spin-off that des- that describes um it's like an adventure inside of Ventus's mind before he gets rescued in three. Hey, probably it's crucial don't dog to on know. three. I dare double dog dare you to dog on three again because I am so fucking excited for that game. Like, <gasps> the voice acting in the Toy Story world seemed a bit no, off. No, no, miss me with that, Ryan. Woody is not so good, but I think Buzz is really cool. Yeah, I like Buzz. Oh, did they it, finally have English voice acting to show off? Yeah, yeah. yeah it okay. just sounds yeah. stiff. It's about well, time. Woody you sounds me. off because you can't really match Tom Hanks very well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but I would love... I, I think it would be better if they re-recorded those lines with a better, a better directing. 
Yeah, you know, like, it just, it sounds stiff. Sora the, sounds the, good again, though. Yeah, the voices, oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with the voices, except maybe for Woody and Buzz, because I can tell it's not Tim Allen Buzz? or Tom Hanks, but... Wait, you know, people, no, no, when they no, have no. Them are fine. Buzz is good. Buzz is fine. He's good, but I like just, him. It's just the way how they talk sounds... off. But Sora, you have to admit, Sora sounds great. Yeah! Well, yeah, you Sora, know, I think yeah. I think it's less the voice acting and more the fact that most... Most of the time, the Disney dialogue is weird because it sounds like fan fiction. Yeah. Because they have well, to kind of address the fact that Heartless exists and that this guy came from another world with welcome a Welcome to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, oh, boy. Can I, can I say just how sick I am of people in cloaks? No. No. You're gonna get more of them. <laughs> Thirteen, to be exact. Because I'm really sick of what of seeing people show up in coats and <laughs> say something cryptic and then leave and then have all the plot at the end of the game. You know, you know, Michael. Next time I go to Washington, I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear a cloak. I'm gonna go to your doorstep. I'm going to knock on your door. And I'm going to say the door has been opened and just walk away. I, I do have to say though, on on a serious Plane note, ticket I, well bought. I agree that. <laughs> I agree that in Dream Drop Distance, like, that was a pet peeve of mine when at the end of a world they'd show up and say something cryptic and then you'd be like, okay, that's fine, I understand. Well, yeah, that is definitely a Dream Drop Distance issue, especially. Yeah. And to give credit but to Birth by Sleep, which I kind of ripped apart in the last episode. You didn't uh, rip it apart. You compared it to fucking Sonic 06. That's the most appropriate comparison that could possibly no, be made. No, we're not going there. <laughs> we're not going there today. You, you fight Ven Venitas more than Iblis. Hey. Oh. Hey, but you know and what it's they the have? Exact a cool same ending fight. line. Hey, Dux, the way you said hey is like that NPC in Sonic 06. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Dux, it's like that it's like guy at the shop. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but to I want to say, Michael. To give credit I, to I Birth by the... Sleep, uh, for the most part, it was not just people in cloaks showing up and saying cryptic things. And at least Master Zane in that game had some schlocky charm to him. It was kind of fun when, in the, on the five minutes, he was on screen saying stuff. Mm. So, uh, and Bragg was fun. Uh, that's, that's more than I could say about Dream Drop Distance in terms of the villains, so there you go. I do have to say that in... Uh, I don't know if they showed these off, but I, I was able to see some of the cutscenes for Kingdom Hearts 3, and... There, there is a little bit of that where the cloaked people show up, but it, it kind of uh, like great. yeah, I saw that too. Actually. It, <laughs> so I know it, what it you're isn't, talking about. It, but the thing is, though, from there was like three or four cutscenes that I saw that were new from that premiere event that they had, and it, it, it you know, I don't know how to describe this, but in Dream Drop Distance, when those people appeared. The characters in the world would not react at all to what was happening. They... It was like... It'd just be the cloaked guy and Sora or Riku, which was kind of weird. But in this, it's like they all react, 
and it kind of oh so makes you can see sense. Buzz and Woody talk to whatever kind true. Of. yeah <clears throat> and it helps that it seems like they're going for entirely original stories in these worlds thank instead of movie God plots. thank God that'll be great to though see. there is like you have, you have genuine like character interactions like you know like buzz being slightly mistrustful of certain things you know like it looks so, like because dream drop distance i also noticed especially in like you go to like the tron legacy world and it is probably the highest the dissonance has ever been in these games where like what the, whatever the guy's name is he's like like Riku's like, oh, you're you're my friend now. Hey, you go deal with this this thing that happens in the movie that's very cinematic, and I'm gonna go defeat this mantis thing over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh. it's never the dissonance has never been higher than it is in this game. <laughs> More like dream drop dissonance. Oh. Hey, well, that was that was pretty good, Ryan. You like... should you should uh, do your stand up on the show sometime. Thank you. I think <laughs> Dream Drop Distance suffers from being in between two and three. Yeah, you so I can't really do I mean. anything, like, because it's just an interquel. It's yeah. kind of the same problem I had with Rechain, but at least Rechain, like, it had interesting ideas inherently. So what you guys are saying is that, you know, with Dream Drop Distance, in terms of a story, it really dropped the ball. Oh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I, I think really you hurt. should drop dead. Whoa. <laughs> Ryan, I think you I think you should go the distance. <laughs> I will find my way. On top just before oh. you hit the floor. I do have to say, I really love the music in Dream Drop Distance a lot. Yeah, that's my I, second favorite Kingdom Hearts soundtrack, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anybody else remembers this song, but I think one of... If not, my favorite boss theme, and I know what you're gonna say, no, let me say it, King K. I like this song called Majestic Wings a lot. Yeah, that's it's like, one of my favorite songs, too. It's got like a bassoon, and I'm like, fuck! Who it's plays really the good. fucking bassoon? And it, it's, it's, I think it's the boss that plays when you fight like the Wargoyle or whatever it's called, yeah. and the. Wherever that was. I don't even remember where it was, but. Paris. I remember the fight. I think it was in the Hunchback, right? Yeah, pa Paris. Isn't it? Isn't it Paris? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paris. I do. <laughs> I, I do have to say that I would love if. No, never mind. I'm not gonna say that. I think they dropped <laughs> the ball. Never know what you were about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I would love to see Kingdom Hearts 3 come back to like Tron and make it better because um, I think the Tron world you could do so much with it that just Dream Drop Distance dropped the ball with. I've never seen either Tron movie so I wouldn't know what they dropped the ball on. In fact- I mean I like the, the aesthetic of it and I like the the music a lot. I like there there's that part where they're on the train and everything that like you go in between the cars and then you can go on top and I think that's yeah. cool and like I, I like um just like 
the towers of light that that are interesting to sort of play around with the central themes of light versus dark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just not executed well. Um. Well, speaking of not having seen Tron Legacy, somehow uh, Nomura and company managed to pick all Disney movies that I have not seen, except for The Three Musketeers. That's the only <laughs> one that I've actually seen out of all of these. Yeah. Like, I've never seen... I probably saw Fantasia at some point, but it's been so long that I don't remember it. Same thing with Pinocchio. Um, I've definitely never seen Tron Legacy. I've definitely never seen Hunchback. I've definitely... Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to watch that movie. Michael. And I've... I never played uh, whatever that DS game is that's getting a... The world ends with you. Yeah. I've, I've definitely never played that. So it's just like... But in some ways, <laughs> I think that made it better because I didn't have the movie to compare the plots to. Mm-hmm. So I could yeah. just watch it and appreciate it as like a video game thing and not as like a low-cut production remake of the movie plot like the Mulan world from 2. Yeah. Um, I have to say though that this Traverse Town theme is by far my favorite in the series. Agreed. Like the, the fucking saxophone that plays. And like the the two parts of it are just so good it's so relaxing and everything and i also like how they expanded traverse town a bit you you have that like area the with room. the fountains i like yeah, that. that's a really cool place mm, yeah. we'll have more time to talk about the world design later but yeah it was i just want to talk about birth the by things. sleep <laughs> uh which was you know like the blandest world designs this side hey, of rechain Hold on. Yeah. Hollow Bastion? Hollow Bastion? What about it? Yeah, what? I thought. Th- what are we talking about? <laughs> Birth by Sleep? I Hollow oh, you Bastion. Mean Radiant, Radiant Garden. Radiant Garden, yeah. yeah. Radiant Garden was probably the best world. Yeah. I don't know. I like that one a lot. But every most most of the world design in uh, Birth by Sleep was just like room to room to room to room, and then it ends. Uh, yeah. Whereas with, uh, I guess we're talking about the world design now. Uh, in Dream Drop Distance, <laughs> it's a lot more open. There are more pads you can take. There, there's a lot more platforming. Like I'm thinking of the the Plaza Square area, in um, the Hunchback World, or like you, Dame. yeah, where like you can Yeet. use the flow motion to bounce off the walls and get to secret treasure yeah. chests. There are what many I always like paths doing you can take. Is, um, you can actually like from the from the very bottom of the plaza, you can actually climb all the way up to the top of Notre Dame. Yeah. And I love doing they, that. I love it. That's what they do in, um, I don't know if you've all seen this, but King K probably has. Uh, it's the, the Toy Story world. You can go all the way up and down that whole place. Yeah. It's like, oh, just give me the game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game Let of all time. Let me play it. It's going to be great. And if you say anything about it, it's Michael, it's gonna be tremendous. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna amazing. be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Have we're, you heard the music Kingdom for Hearts Toy Story World? Have you heard the fucking music? Uh, it's yeah. probably not gonna be as good as the Toy Story Two game. No, <laughs> no, it's it's super good. They remixed "You've Got a Friend in Me," and then the battle theme is so good. 
And I was just you know so what? Now good. that you brought that up, because I was listening to the soundtrack uh, for Dream Drop a couple of a couple of days ago, and it kind of pisses me off that in the Notre Dame world they don't use any music from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Or at least yeah, to my recollection. It might be like a licensing issue or something. It could be. But the uh, thing is, is that The Hunchback of Notre Dame has the best score out of any Disney yes. movie, and you cannot tell me I'm wrong. Well, you can't. I, I don't me. know anything about the music. <laughs> I haven't seen Hunchback of Notre Dame. You should fix that Dame. right now. Okay. All right. I haven't seen Hunchback, but no. I've seen Mulan. King K. And I question, you know, like... Do you have any legitimacy here in this argument? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, Mulan? King K. Mulan King has good K. music. I'm just, but mm -hmm. Hunchback. Do just yes. trust. If you haven't seen the movie, you need to watch it. You it, need to watch it, it, it has like fucking Hellfire, dude. Hellfire. Hellfire. Heaven's Light. Heaven's in Light. In here. The Bells out there, of Notre God Dame. The Outcast. The Bells of Notre Dame. The Bells Dame. of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm. Dude. King K, if you heard Hellfire, I could sing it to you right now if you want. Okay. I know uh, all the lyrics. Uh, Brown Bricks in Minecraft. No. Uh, let's, sing, Michael. let's sing that song. and it's, That's my favorite Hunchback song. <laughs> Michael, stop it. God. Okay. The, the uh, soundtrack hunchback is sucks. legitimately good. So we're, we're going <gasps> to no. continue. Oh, no, Michael. You did not just Michael, go there, no, 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 no. You take it back right now. Um... It's Hunchback does not 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 suck. Okay. No. Hunchback no, is, no, my, no. is my favorite movie. <laughs> it uh, but I to go back to what Ryan was saying and King K was I don't know uh being King K. Uh I think I think the 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 reason I brought up the Toy Stories soundtrack and the remix of you've got a friend in me is that in a lot of these worlds that they have in dream drop distance i would just love if they took one of the disney songs like hellfire or maybe in the milan world they had oh. like some orchestral arrangement of i'll make a man out of you and they like they did something with that to like yeah make the world uh what's the word is we're gonna make the land of dragons great again. No, make the world more applicable to the source material. <laughs> something more uh, faithful to the source material, I guess. Well, like, it is interesting in because uh, now that now that you mention it, the only Disney World I can think of in Kingdom Hearts that had like a remix of the of the actual movie music was that I can remember at this moment is Atlantica in the first game. Because they, they remix Under the Sea uh, for Atlantica in the first game. And then you play the second game and it's just some generic underwater music. I don't know, maybe there was another... Ow! Oh, that's right! Um, The Cinderella World remixes Bippity-Boppity-Boo, I think. Uh, and Birth by Sleep, they did that. Um, I don't think I, I can't remember anything else. Can you guys? They remixed it to Small World. In oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, for Disney Town. And I hated it. I hated it. Actually, no, that wasn't. It's a Small World. I, th I think that was the Mickey Mouse cartoon theme song. 
No, they do. They do. Um, in one of the mini games that you have to do, it's. Oh yeah, for that rhythm mode. game with the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. But the but the actual world thing I think was the hey there hi there ho there you're as welcome as can be song. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, it looks Whoa, like. Oh, Hadox, you're coming in real quiet. Yeah, it looks like Hadox has uh, an issue. Well, we'll pause for a moment. I'll keep everything recording. Uh, so yeah, sorry about that, folks. We had some technical difficulties that we had to resolve yes. real quick. Uh, Sonata was a good boy and cut uh, for you guys, so you didn't have to see that. He probably put something funny in uh, during the transition, and now he's cursing <laughs> he put the me Monty because Python. He... <laughs> Because Sonata's, Sonata's probably editing this late at night, uh, and, and is cursing me for making him put something funny in the transition. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I believe we were just talking about some of the worlds in the- some of the Disney worlds that had, uh, music remixed from the movies. And, uh, yeah. from the Moopies. And Brian had- we had thought of Atlantica in the first game, um, and Ryan had brought up Disney Town. And, and then they have Pirates of the Caribbean, Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I don't know what it is because clearly there there have been more than I've had remembered just from you know us brainstorming just now. So it could either be that there are licensing issues and they couldn't use music from the source material for Hunchback, or maybe. Um, or maybe uh, Yoko Shimomura just wanted to compose something new. That is possible, that but like, I don't really buy the whole licensing thing, because if they can remix uh, He's a Pirate from Pipes of the Caribbean, they could do something from Hunchback and Notre Dame. Like, and imagine, Winnie the like, Pooh. Like, 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 hey, Docs, like, just imagine, like, like a boss battle version of Hellfire. Oh. Oh. Just, just imagine something like that. That would be, like, so, oh, so, that would be so good. I'm oh, looking so at I'm looking at just the official stuff, and by the way, there's This Is Halloween, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, March Club, House of the Club, I don't fucking, whatever. And then, yeah. But, it, I'm wondering, it, it just seems weird. Because they also have, they, for yeah. some reason, they, they remixed an opera from called uh night on the bald mountain oh that's from fan oh, that's yeah. that's because that was in yeah. fantasia oh okay and, and that that's... was one of the bosses in the first kingdom hearts yeah right you know the the giant um gargoyle guy that you fight yeah in the... yeah yeah uh he was from fantasia and they play the midnight bell mountain during his segment i think mm. he i think he's some kind of norse demon of darkness or god of darkness now, correct know. me Damn. if I'm mistaken, but aren't they making a movie just about him? Uh, I heard something about that. I don't. I don't know anything about that. About wait, wait, who? Hold on. We're talking about the Chernobog, right? The, the yes. black thing. Yeah. From the volcano. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's some kind of. Um, I don't know which uh, which mythology he's from, but he's from. He's some kind of god of darkness. Or demon. That kind of, uh, I wanted to say something earlier, uh, the, I really like the world selection in this game as compared to Birth by Sleep. I agree. Because yeah. they managed to find some unique choices without them being incredibly boring 
gameplay locations, which is just yeah. an unfortunate coincidence with Birth by Sleep because they wanted to do the princesses. So yeah, and you know, it's I I probably said this before, but um, Sleeping Beauty is like it's an incredibly nostalgic film for me, and is just like a gorgeous movie. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not perfect or anything, but I really wanted to see that made into a Kingdom Hearts world for the longest time until I played it and saw what they actually did with it and it was like really boring and uninteresting. I was really disappointed with that. And the fact that there are three princess movies in a row at the beginning of each playthrough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree with King K there. Even though I have never, I have not seen most of these movies that were adapted for this this game. Um, I thought that the world selection was more interesting to play through. Uh, yeah. I agree, but there's one problem that I'd have with, uh, Fantasia, for example. Um, it's <coughs> when you hit an enemy with your Keyblade, it doesn't play the sound it would normally play when you hit someone with the Keyblade. It plays, like, a little, like, psh. But I think uh -huh. that's cool. I love <laughs> yeah, Fantasia. I like cool. Fantasia is like it's, one of my favorite worlds in the game. It's cool, but that just it's not giving me the feedback that I kind of need when I'm fighting a bunch of heartless. It's a cool mm. idea, but it doesn't. I don't it doesn't know. have that kind of oomph feeling that that it's supposed to give you. You know what I mean? I like, I respectfully like disagree, Ryan. But I see where you're coming from. It doesn't feel like as if I'm hitting something with a keyblade, and it just it throws me off. So. You threw off my groove. Also, the oh. boss at Sora gave me a lot of shit. Like, for in the Fantasia world, that, that gave me a lot of trouble. You know, that is one thing. Uh, this this, this conversation is kind of going all over the place, but it, was it just me or did all of the, the uh, Dream Eater bosses look like have the same face? Yeah. Yeah. It, most of them were, to me, just not interesting. Oh, I guess we can talk about the Dream Eaters. I know we're bouncing around a lot, like we said, but... Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't I do... envy Sonata having to figure out the time codes <laughs> for this episode. Oh, shit. I do, I do like... And you're gonna fucking say something, whatever. I do like the Dream Eater minigame, because I think it's cute. That's... Where you pet them and stuff, right? Yeah. And that music oh. plays... Da, 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 da. You know? Mm -hmm. they it, like it's that. like yeah, Nino Cooney kind of like it, you know. Yeah, it's better than <laughs> playing mm -hmm. fucking Fortune Street in Birth by Sleep. <laughs> oh. That is so. I true. mean, it kind of reminded me of playing Pokeyami in X and Y, and I like that. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it, I thought it was cute. Have any of you guys, Haydox, you've played Nino Cooney, right? Yeah. Cool. Haydox. Yeah. I have played Nino Kuni. Okay, yeah, the the Dream Eaters kind of reminded me of the familiars from that game. Ah, uh, yeah. Like you do kind of the nice. same things. Like you feed them and you take care of them and you level them up. I don't know. They, I know. I guess uh, in terms of that aspect of it, I'm usually the kind of person who just really does not bother with that kind of thing. And uh, fortunately for me, you can ignore the the dream yeah. eater stuff completely and still beat the game just fine uh but at the same time if you want you can take care of them and level them up and 
they give you special bonus attacks that you can do with your familiar or your dream eater buddies and yeah so yeah i thought it was it yeah it was didn't love it didn't hate it but it didn't get in the way or anything so yeah. it was fine i do have to say that they i i don't think i want anything like that in kingdom hearts 3 because i like the party members better than having like dream eaters yeah because <laughs> i think uh people looking at the series now might forget that the like <laughs> it's been since kingdom hearts 2 since we've had like traditional party members unless you want to count 358 and having your organization friend yeah help you like it's been so long since we've even had traditional party members. I, it so. boggles my mind that Kingdom Hearts 2 is like 13 years old. 13! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, Dude, I just to want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> just <laughs> let me play it. <laughs> I, like how, I like how this has turned into a Kingdom Hearts 3 anticipation episode. But, but it's a little bit of both. I, I can't... Con you remember how I said I was excited for Mario Odyssey last year? It's like, it's beyond that at this point. I don't even Same. know how to contain it. I keep I'm looking. Like, I, just need it now. <laughs> so I keep looking for news. So I keep Kate. looking for new news, and there's nothing. But I just research. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know. bad though, because I know everything that's been leaked, and I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I need to save some of this information. I can't just Kate, keep looking for it all. You still think this game isn't coming out this year? Uh, I, I'm resolute. It's coming out this year. I think I have to, <laughs> I have to admit it at this the, point. The only issue is that from what I've seen of the gameplay so far is that there's just some stuff I want tweaked before they release it. Like, I don't know if you saw this, anyone who watched this, but after Sora's done doing like a combo, he floats in the air a little bit and it's just he can like... also be hit. During yeah. certain and some animations, there's no iframes at all, and I'm like, "What are you thinking? You can die during your summon with Ariel." Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure they're gonna fix that, and I would love if they fixed. See, okay, let's tie this into DDD, if we will. Oh, well, King I, DDD. I, I have. Okay. <laughs> I have to be honest here. I'm a little worried because the things people are mentioning issues with Dream Drop and Birth by Sleep have some of the same issues, right? Yeah. And it looks like they're fixing some of them, but I have never been a fan of their enemy or boss design or their like the way that they do combos or anything about the gameplay really. I don't know, like, because they're fun games in their own right, but they... I'm really worried about KH3's balance. Like, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, come like, on. I'm, It'll be really fun to fight Vanitas again ten times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more so not the rep repetition of that. It's more so just, like, yeah, combos I know, I know in general. Means. The, like, the yeah, thing is, King though, King was talking that... a lot about revenge values in the last episode and about how birth by sleep yeah. bosses. To can... be fair, though, in <clears throat> 0 0.2, the the one boss that could have revenge value did have revenge value, so I'm not that worried. But there are still some things that probably will carry over, like dead weight baggage that 
they'll mm. never truly be able to get rid of. I don't but know. But it, it, it'd be easy. It'd be easy to fix that. I know, you, but like, are they like... I'm not they, sure what they see as problems and what they don't. That's my issue. Like, from what I've heard from the developers, or from the people who went there, rather, um, they said that they were going to listen to all the feedback and respond to it and well, maybe I make hope, changes. Because they, they, uh, they invited a lot of people who are willing to give that criticism. They invited yeah. uh, one of the longest-running Kingdom Hearts speedrunners there. Yeah. Who I trust to give good feedback. So... I kind of hope yeah. and they listen to it, him. The feedback I noticed was pretty consistent throughout most of the people I watched give impressions. Yes. So I think with that uniformity, they might be more bound to change some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's. Right. I know that they said that they set the demo on easy and they had like the most basic combos. So maybe it's going to change. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that Dream Drop Distance, in particular, has... It's mostly both Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop taken together. Because even though Dream... I think Dream Drop is better. I yeah. also don't think it's... It also has some of the exact same problems that Birth by Sleep has. Like, especially the boss fights are... Oh my god. <laughs> the boss fights... Either they're, like, Vanitas level, or they're, like giant fuck-off bosses that you just kind of run around for a while and hit the buttons. Yeah. And then it, it has the obvious balancing problem with Balloonra. But everybody points that out. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, uh, obviously there's the end of the game bosses. Oh, which we all have we on to there? <laughs> Alright, should we go there now? <laughs> Uh, okay, um, so, as usual, <laughs> uh, when I played Dream Job Distance, I played it on the normal difficulty, so not the easy difficulty, but not proud mode or anything like that. And, for the most part, like King K said, a lot of the Dream Eater bosses you fight are just giant fuck-off guys, where y you fight them, and you barely have to pay attention, and you'll just win. But then, you get to the end of the game, and it's suddenly Oof. the game gets really difficult out of nowhere. Like it's like one of the biggest difficulty spikes this side of Roxas. And in fact, huh. it might even technically be worse than Roxas. Um, since I didn't know about Reflect when I fought him last time, so with that in mind, maybe he's not as bad as I thought he was. But it's just like with Sora, you have to fight Zemnus again. And it the same stun locking problem from BBS is a thing here, or it just seems like enemies can wail on you for what feels like ages and you just can't break free. Um, and you just really have to get used to the idea that you have to block everything and counter everything. And then with Riku, you have to fight an evil version of Riku and three forms of Ansem back to back. And like or yeah, and young Xehanort. Remember yeah. that one. And it's like all of these bosses can kill you in five seconds. Uh, provided that, you know, maybe there's some optional health upgrades you can get from side quests or something that'll help with that. I know that what I had to do to beat Ansem 
was I had to play that Dream Eater rechain ripoff minigame, you know, where you play with your Dream Eaters and you have to select the card with the number. It, it plays just uh -huh. like Chain of Memories, uh, except it's like a turn-based thing, which is what Chain of Memories should have been. Uh, and if you play that for long enough, you get points, and then using that those points, you can buy a special Dark Shield for Riku. And I had to grind points and buy that shield to beat that boss because it was just so ridiculously hard. Like, I could not believe how much harder the game got out of nowhere, and I almost dropped it. And then after that, you fight young Xehanort, and the, the stupid bastard cheats. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's like you kill him, and then he freezes time to heal himself, and you have to, like, stop yeah. him. And yeah. if you and if you fuck up, the boss fight resets. Now I have to admit, I kind of like that, but also, the boss is hard enough as is that it kind of feels like a slap in the face. Yeah, and it's like at at that point you've already gotten super frustrated with uh, the evil well, Riku the thing. clone. If, and if he was handsome. a well-designed boss and he did that, I just think it would be cool. But like he's he's like standard Osaka team fair for boss fights, like. Every time they design a boss like this, they... <sighs> There's a reason people do Balloonra. Like, people... Yeah. Like, I, I don't think people understand why this balancing issue is such a problem. Why Balloonra is so powerful, because I'm sure the standard response is gonna be, just don't use it. But you can't, like, it's hard to not use it when the enemies and bosses are designed in such a way that pretty much force you to because they already aren't fair yeah so of course people are going to resort to the most overpowered option to get through the game See, and that's um, just a core issue on, on my first playthrough i didn't even know what balloonra was yeah and i bet lots of people didn't when i first played the game i didn't know about it yeah. but that just meant that i couldn't beat the game when i was a kid like because I, I could I not imagine hard. just as a side note i played the ps4 version I could not imagine trying to fight those bosses on a 3DS. Yeah, see, when I when I went to college back when this game came out, and I, 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 I went, went to college. <laughs> when I went to college, it was like from morning to night, and it was at like nine o'clock at night when I was fighting this guy, and I was inside a building. The lights were so dim, and I was fighting the. It, it looked like uh, the Keyblade armor, but it was like Riku's final boss, right? Yeah. And he was like in a really dark space, and you can't see shit. And I, again, I was on the 3DS, and that boss kicked my ass so many fucking times. And I barely remember what the fucking thing was because I couldn't tell what was going on. Don't ask me how I beat him, though. I mean, when I played the game, when it first, because I think it came out in 2012. That was yeah. when I first played it on the 3DS. And Damn, 2012. It's already 2018. <laughs> I, I got as far as the final phase of Ansem, and I couldn't get through it. Mm. So, uh, it there's definitely a problem there. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, fuck Ansem. Like, I, like, thematically, it makes sense that he'd be as hard as he is, because it's like... But he's not hard for the right reasons. Well, but yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree with that, but it's just like, in the context of the story, the, I thought that the fight works in that sense. Like, yeah. you know, Riku was once again being tempted by the darkness, and he ha he defeats Ansem on his own terms. 
uh, without resorting to any dark powers and you know I thought that was a great moment for his character but the boss is just a pain in the ass to fight So it, it doesn't help that this section of the game is the one where they decide to drop the plot on you in yeah. the most hilarious way that any Kingdom Hearts game has ever done it. Okay, um, do we have anything else to say about the bosses here, or can we move on have to story? Have you looked at what Hadox just posted in the thing? Uh, no, I missed out. that. Oh. Uh, it cut out again. Okay, uh, we're, we're gonna pause real quick and... Uh, fix Pause. these technical difficulties. We'll be right back, folks. Don't let your kids watch this. I I have to say that most of the bosses for me were sort of samey until the end. Like yeah, they yeah. they were the interesting. Look the same, huh? What did you say? Yeah. I, I said that all the Dream Meter bosses like had yeah. looked the same and just they technically had different attacks, but they felt very samey. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I it just like you you were talking about how Riku's boss fight made sense for his character. And yeah. like Yeah. I I think I've used that defense before for something dumb. Like, but, uh, well, that is that isn't a defense of the boss design. No, 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 like, no, no. I, I know what you were saying. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. My my point is that it's like, I think there's way there's a way to like design a boss fight with that same purpose of showing character development and have it be good. Like, I mm. don't know if any of you played the new God of War, but yeah. They, uh, I have not, so so let's not I spoil have. it. They the well, it's the first boss boss fight with Baldur, um, but that one like that one shows character development. Oh, Cereza, my and, sweet and it, child. It shows character development and it's well des de, uh, designed without like anything, okay. and I think there were ways to improve that boss fight. But I just can't think of any. Yeah, I mean, Ansem probably didn't need two phases or three yeah. phases or however many he had. Cause... I just like, and I don't. The I do we want to talk about the ending? Uh, well, well, I would. Why don't we talk about the story real quick and then we can oh, talk right. about the ending? <laughs> I forgot we didn't do that. <laughs> Okay, you gotta save the best for last. Oh, uh, I think Ryan's upset. Uh, I hate the, the intro of this game so fucking much. Ursula looks so fucking stupid. She, the, her what? face is so dumb. Wow. It looks so stupid. <laughs> it's just not very tasty. <laughs> 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 Her eyes don't blink. She has got a fucking stupid smile. And I'm like, fuck off, Ursula. I liked you better in Spyro, A Hero's Tale. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about Ursula's what, sister. What was her name? So dumb. I don't remember, but I called her Ursula's uh, sister. Oh, God. And she just oh. complains about how Spyro is small. 
And then yeah. at the end, he just snarkily goes, yeah, yeah, we've heard it before. Yeah, and then, and then she, she barfs dies. as an attack. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. And then, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so the plot of this game is uh, even though Stupid. Riku and Sora know how to fight with the Keyblade, apparently they have to and unlearn. And saved the world. Yeah. Like, apparently they're times. doing it wrong. Um, and then so Yen Sid is like, you have to go take your mark of mastery. And even though, um, what's, what's her face? Aqua and Terra, all they had to do was hit some light balls. And then that's what depended or determined whether they got the mark of mastery. Um, for some reason, Riku and Sora have to do something significantly more complicated and convoluted than that. Um, to prove to Yen Sid that they can be Keyblade Masters. So, uh, there are these sleeping worlds, which, from what I recall, were worlds that were destroyed during the events of Kingdom Hearts 1 with the heart Heartless Outbreak, uh, but which did not recover, so they're kind of like in a state of suspended animation. Um, and Riku and Sora, in order to um, prove themselves as masters, have to help save these worlds. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of like a variation on the Kingdom Hearts One sort of approach, where Sora had to find the keyhole in each world, and then that would save that world from the Heartless. Uh, so the sleeping worlds, when they resolve whatever issues in that world, that helps them kind of return. Uh, helps these worlds recover and rejuvenate, so to speak. Which is an approach I really like because it makes the Disney worlds feel relevant again in a way that they haven't been since Kingdom Hearts 1. Or Because with 2, they were more relevant than I remembered, but it still felt like the story was just kind of put on the back burner whenever you went to a Disney world. Whereas here, it's it's it feels like the worlds themselves are the goal, so actually playing them feels like it's progressing the story in some way, and you know, so whereas you know you compare that to Chain of Memories or Breath by Sleep, where the worlds just feel like you know we're going through the motions because we need to have something happen in the middle of the game before the end, you yeah, know, more and Chain. So yeah, Chain of Memories, it was like completely a waste of time. Birth by Sleep was slightly better, but not by much. You know, and, and it was very satisfying to play Kingdom Hearts World, where the, the reason for being there wasn't, we might find something, someone I'm looking for here, if I play in the Coliseum tournament, you know. Mm -hmm. so that, that to me was really refreshing, but was one thing about Dream Drop Distance that was really refreshing. Yeah. And I, I want to say about the Mark of Mastery, it seems like Nomura really wanted to do this concept, but then didn't really think about it in the larger context of what he was actually doing. Like, I think when he teed it up in Birth by Sleep, he imagined it as something much more grand than it actually is. So, uh -huh. and he wanted Sora and Riku to do the same thing, but I think, I guess the problem is that they've already kind of done it so they might as well both be masters but he yeah. i think he also wanted to do the twist at the end so it's it's just you know <laughs> yeah i don't know and i think originally dream job distance was just going to be a riku game um 
but they at the last minute they threw Sora in there because he's like a really popular character in Japan. I thought it would help sell copies of the game. <clears throat> That's I read that somewhere, but yeah. And you can tell from the way that the story is written that that's kind of what happened. Uh, because, uh, spoiler alert, uh, at a certain point in the game, Sora gets captured and rendered unconscious, and you spent- That has something to do with the X that's on his shirt, right? Uh, well- I remember something like that, and I was just like, fucking what? Yeah, there's a big- I don't know if you want to talk about that now or later. I don't know, don't they reveal it before the ending? Yeah. The- the Riku thing? Well, that's, uh, well, the point is, and we could certainly talk about that uh, sooner or later, is that after a certain point in the game, Riku becomes the main protagonist, and you finish the game as him. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you, can, you can tell that the story was originally meant to be about him, and they threw Sora in later. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and like we like we said earlier, the m actual main villains that you fight at the end of the game, uh, they make brief appearances here and there in each of the worlds, but they all they do is just say cryptic stuff at you, and you know nothing interesting happens until the end, where all of the plot happens all at once. And yeah, we we've 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 dropped breadcrumbs here and there about what happens at the end of this game. We dropped breadcrumbs and that's because it just becomes it, it's it's i, I want to kind of compare it to kirby triple deluxe where there's like almost no plot until the end but that that does not do uh triple deluxe justice because i, I cannot stress enough how how the end story, the ending of the story in this game just feels like it comes out of nowhere and all at once. Should we just say it? Yeah, let's let's get into it. it. Let's get into it. <gasps> well, okay, alright. Hold on, hold on a minute. traveling Xanorts! So, <laughs> we, we have many, many things to discuss here, right? So, first of all, we've got the idea, this is kind of a lesser point in the overall scheme, but you got the idea that the Something that I actually like about this end portion is the idea that uh, Riku was a basically a dream eater this entire time, which is pretty cool because Sora was in a oh, yeah. was Sora was Sora basically failed from the start, and I kind of think that's a cool idea. Um, it's I like how they worked the organization into the story, so I just wanted to bring that up because it's kind of a cool idea that. Sora doesn't end up passing because he kind of failed from the beginning. And it seems like they're gonna play off that in 3. And I hope, like, maybe when you go to Olympus Coliseum, he kind of learns some things, I don't know. Well, but at the end I of, like that. um... At the end of... 2.0.2 or whatever it's called, um, it does end with, um, Yen Sid sending off Sora to the Coliseum. So he can get like some sort of power back or something like that. Like he sends him off to go find Hercules. Yeah. But that's so. why I'm hoping that his journeys there maybe are mm -hmm. going to be more meaningful. Because he's he's basically going like he's trying to learn what he's lost. Mm-hmm. So 
I like that part of the ending, the Dream Eater twist and Sora failing. Because he yeah. actually did fall to darkness in a sense. Uh, because throughout the throughout the game, um, Sora and Riku visit the same worlds. <sighs> but it always seems like Riku does something that affects Sora's version of the world and uh, and then Sora's always, they kind of bring back that weird aspect of, like, not homoerotic, but it just seems like Sora has a weird relationship with Riku in this game. He's like, Riku, is he here? You know, like, he gets really excited <laughs> whenever Riku's brought up. Um, I think Sora's just excited at everything. I love yeah, that's at fair. the end... I love my favorite scene. This is why Sora is my favorite character. I know my exactly favorite what you're scene about. is is when Riku wakes up and he's he's just wearing like fucking mustache glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's the he's the best character. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Riku keeps affecting things that happen in Sora's version of the world, and that's because uh, Riku is a dream eater that is basically helping Sora. Again, yeah. uh, we have more technical difficulties, folks. Uh, so we will be right back Aww. to talk about the, the clusterfuck of the ending of this game in just a minute. You were saying how there was a homoerotic relationship with Sora and Riku. You're wrong. Because if you've forgotten, Mickey wishes he can be part of the team someday. And I think... <laughs> And I think there is so much homoerotic uh, imagery of Mickey and Riku <laughs> on the beach when they hold each other up in the air. On I do too. when they touch each other sensually. There is when, so uh, much when Riku, tension. When Riku says to Mickey in 0.2, he's like, why didn't you tell me this? They have a really <laughs> deep bond, you know. He seems very hurt that Mickey didn't tell him I this. I trusted you. I let you fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true I mean if you were stranded in a dark hell with an anime boy wouldn't you you know, I you know probably I, I'm would, not yeah. gonna lie maybe yeah it, it, you're it away depends. from that sweet mouse puss for years you were like how am I gonna get one oh, up and yeah, you look at Riku oh, oh. <laughs> no please <laughs> but I wanted to say that because I think that's the best part of Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> when when Mickey fucking comes out of nowhere at, at the end of the game and he's like, oh, I'm gonna get you out of here. Then he does. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There, there's like a love triangle where Sora yeah. likes Riku and Riku and Mickey like each other. <laughs> oh no. Oh, poor Sora. <laughs> I do have to say though, I think uh, that ending bit where there Riku's on the beach with Ansem, I like that. Uh, I don't remember that part. Is that? Oh, you mean the real? You this mean one? the real Ansem? You mean Diz? Yeah, yeah, Diz. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought you meant the the other Ansem. No, no. The other Ansem. <laughs> this, this is how the series Are is. Are there any other Squidwards <laughs> I should know about? <laughs> Oh, you were saying here. So we should we should probably get to the 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 biggins, the yeah. Okay, so we could we could talk about the time travel. Hey, Docs, cut out. Uh, 
if you want. That's a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, uh, apparently... Oh my god. And the Kingdom Hearts form of time travel Hadox is just hilarious. Really? Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, Docs, you gotta get a better mic, boy. Okay, we're gonna pause real quick. And we'll be back. I've got nothing. Back to the podcast. So, uh, uh, here we go for the hundredth time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, King so K. I don't know what, what, what is in and what is out. Okay, so King K, you I, were just I, I talking about that, uh, time travel. Yeah, that it's probably the most hilarious form of time travel I've ever seen in anything. More than Sly 4? Yes. yes. <laughs> because of the way that they time travel. It's amazing. Explain to us, Lord of the Badyajas. Okay. <laughs> so, my dog wants to explain as well. So, <laughs> um... Okay, maybe somebody else should explain, because my dog's gonna keep barking through this. If anyone even knows, does anybody know? Am I the only one that knows? Uh, like the like you I, have. I don't. I couldn't explain it. Like well. you have to possess a version of your body. Yeah. Okay. Basically, it's basically like your heart, kind of like you. You okay? Oh boy. So you you have to exist at that point in time. You can kind of just go back. There's there's no real like people can't really say there's an explanation for this because they've never really given one other than they give stipulations like you have to exist at that point in time but they don't explain how Xehanort can do this but he can just kind of go back to a previous body and seemingly he convinces his younger self to help his older self um oh as I, as good of a lore master as I am they they act they haven't ever explained how it's possible how young Xehanort can be in the same time because I know how he time travels but I don't know how he gets the body to the future like I yeah. assume through the darkness portals or some shit but well okay so what happens is the Seeker of Darkness, Heartless Xehanort, time travels back and talks to young Xehanort and brings him to the future so that yeah. the old Master Xehanort, who is dead, can then possess him in the future? What, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> like, what is this? What is this plot? It ain't good. <laughs> boy um uh, it's uh and it's know. i cannot i cannot properly describe it i mean if you've played this game before folks in the audience you have a pretty good idea of what it's like but if you have not played this game before it is like impossible to to describe how confusing and um like jump the shark levels of what the fuck <laughs> the ending of this game is like where it's yeah. just like you suddenly suddenly you get to um the world that never was and suddenly the game just goes right off the rails and into the cliff 
it's to the point where I have a friend who's playing through these games for the first time, mm -hmm. and I I told him <laughs> point blank. I said when when you get to the world that never was, get into a Discord call with me while you play it because <laughs> I need to be there. I really want to know how you react to these things. That's great. And what was it like? Well, he hasn't done it yet. Oh, okay. But I, I told him when he gets there that we should. Uh. <laughs> what? What? Uh, <laughs> um. What? Well, what? Oh, Haydox, are you still with us, buddy? Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> I just did something to test my mic, and I apologize. What did you do? Yeah, I heard him. Heard uh... <laughs> like a ball. I, I sung like a high note into it. <laughs> so what I realized I have to do is I have to keep the sound settings here. Hmm. That seems to do the trick. Okay. But anyways. Wait, do, do you have to, I, it, do you have to like keep talking? Is it like speed, but for, for the mic? If you don't keep talking, <laughs> it'll explode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just have to like make noises, basically. To make sure that I'm not cutting out. But anyways, it wow. is confusing as fuck, and I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. It's yeah, like... I mean, there's stuff that, like... And I think when you're this far into the series, you just sort of listen to it, and you're like, okay. <laughs> and you just kind of... You just kind of, like... <laughs> of course, you think about it, and you're like, it makes no sense. They're, they all want to be Xehanort now. And he just kind of has well, I'm that power. Well, I'm half myself. <laughs> that line is my favorite line. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm already half Xehanort. Oh, no. This isn't even my final Xehanort. <laughs> so there's stuff like that. It makes no sense. But at the end of the day, you're just like, okay, I accept. No, <laughs> I didn't accept it. You have to accept it to even pull But like, what I mean is you don't have to like it. But you have to accept it, because oh, that's okay. just what it's doing. Like, you just have to be like, okay, you're doing that now, and I'm just gonna, I'll just roll with it. Like, alright, that's like, that's what you've decided, Nomura-san, Nomura-senpai. Uh, Nomura-senpai. You guys, you guys remember back during our Kingdom Hearts 1 episode, where, like, I think Hadox like, insisted to me that I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but we were talking about whether Nomura had this all planned out from the get-go. I, I say never. He, he did not. I, had, I mean, I agree with that, but I, I had said something about, like, Kingdom Hearts being a relatively self-contained story on its own. Like, it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it feels coherent. And Tadox yeah. uh, brought up the uh, Xemnas secret boss battle in Final Mix. <clears throat> and you know, use that as evidence for it. He had more stuff planned out, but it's just, it really does feel like at some point after two, um, uh, Nomura envisioned this grand epic final boss battle between Sora and Master Xehanort. And then he's just like, hmm, how can I finagle the existing plot of the first two games in Chain of Memories to incorporate Master Xehanort into the story? I know, I'll make a prequel where Master Xehanort appears and possesses Terra. Then I'll make an interquel between two and three, where Master Xehanort comes back and we bring Terra and Aqua and Ventus into everything. 
That's I, another I will, thing. Okay. That's another thing there. this game introduces. The idea that if you're if you're heartless and you're nobody die, then you reform. As a somebody. I'm, I'm not sure I, if they coined the term somebody, but that's just what we call it now. I'm pretty sure that was a thing in uh recoding. It might have been in in coded. I'm or, pretty sure it's a cutscene in recoded though. It's yeah. like one of the post things. But this in about... Dream Drop Distance, I think it's when it actually kind of bears you fruit. See it. Yeah. Yeah. Because Axel comes back and a bunch of the other organization members, I think, were there too, if I yeah. recall. Yeah, it's just they say it in, uh, in... But no, we can't call him Axel now, because his name's Lee. You gotta get it memorized. Get it memorized? Why don't... <laughs> if, if they're going to bring back Axel, I don't understand why they kept him in that stupid fucking zipper. <laughs> because that's what people <laughs> recognize, and, you know, if they get well, able to read his but it, people... The cloaks are so that you could travel through the darkness corridors without getting corrupted. Yeah. So that's probably why. Plus, I but think they're still... gonna give him a new... Uh, a redesign. I hope they do. Yeah. In the it's next. Possible, but I don't know. I haven't. We haven't seen any of Lee. What? What do you think they're gonna do with? Well, him? he's apparently he's training with Kyrie under Merlin. Oh. To Merlin oh. is training both of them. That yeah. Is so fucking weird. <laughs> it is weird, but Merlin's training them What other series both. can you say an anime boy and an anime <laughs> girl are learning from Merlin from Sword and Stone how to swing giant keys around? <laughs> I mean, when, I, oh, when you put it that gosh. way, it makes it sound kind of stupid, but... I, I kind of hope... Th I'm really wondering what they're going to do in Kingdom Hearts 3 playable characters-wise. Because it can't just be Sora, right? Like... <laughs> It'll probably be it, like 2, where you'll, you know, you'll probably come across Riku, and then maybe he can be in your party for a little while. Yeah, I, I'd like that. I just hope that they use... Kyrie, specifically Kyrie, because I I feel like she I would like her to do something. Yeah, so, she's into, but she doesn't really do anything yeah. except get captured. And it, like it's I think that's fine because she didn't have a keyblade till the very end. But now that she does, I kind of hope that she that you can use her in some way. Hmm. I my my problem or my worry coming into three is that they have so much to wrap up and yeah. like give satisfying endings to things because they're they're saying that this is the end of Sora's story or Master Xehanort's story, yes. right? The yeah, the saga. saga. Yeah. Xehanort's saga. And, and I so like I have similar concerns, but it's less about the plot and more about I need specific character payoffs, you know, like Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't I'm a little worried that they're not going to get to everything like I, I have faith that he's gonna get to everything I'm just not sure if he's gonna give some character moments the time that they need I, I don't know how the fuck this is like a big fucking mystery the way that he's stumbled about this plot this like how the characters are where everybody is how they all interact I have no fucking idea how he's gonna do anything in this game and, and you just know there's the gonna fact... be some big dumb twist somewhere in there the only you, thing we know definitively know that is that um, Riku and Mickey are going to go get Aqua. Yeah. And there is there is a line where Xemnas, uh, I think, says, "How are you?" How, to Sora in one of the trailers, he's like, "How are you going to get Roxas if he can't exist?" 
And you know, good point. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you get Roxas back. <laughs> because um, Roxas is Sora's nobody. Yeah, and speaking of which, Roxas shows up in Dream Drop Distance, and it's really confusing yeah. and makes no sense, and I don't really know what happened. Well, it's in it's in the dream. Yeah, but still, yeah, I didn't know what they were going for with that. He just shows up and then walks into Sora. I don't know what I happened. All of that was just... It was to kind of let Sora know how connected he is to a fuck ton of people. So, maybe that he will... I think the point of Kingdom Hearts 3 is... Because he needs... Uh, Yen Sid said he needs the power of waking specifically to save people that have fallen. Oh! So, I get it. So, yeah. what, what Riku, that... Like, at the end of the game, he goes inside of Sora's mind uh, to free him from the, the... from his slumber. And evidently, they need... The, so, they're going to use that to... On Ventus as well. Yeah. Okay. Presumably Riku already has that power from his mark of mastery, but Sora needs it too. Okay. So that's why he's going to all the worlds, apparently. Oh. Uh, how would how do you even write a plot like this? It blows my <laughs> mind. Make it up as you go. He did say I don't that see. uh the final act battle, whatever is something that he's been wanting to do since he's worked on Final Fantasy. Which is a crazy thing to say, so I don't know what he has planned, but it also makes me kind of excited. Even if it's a train wreck, I just want to see it. I just want to see what he wants oh, to do, because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be I'm tremendous. so excited. So excited. I could... I, Kingdom Hearts 3... The the final act could be complete dog shit, and I would yeah, still I would eat still it up. love it. Like, <laughs> it's just been so long. It's been built up. I just so much. cannot. I don't know. Like, dude, they, they, they like that. I my brain when I think about Kingdom Hearts three, I'm like, okay, so they have the Toy Story world, they have Olympus, Tangled, Big Hero six. They, I need Traverse Town in my life, please and thank you. I need everything. Just give me everything, Nomura. So anyways, about Dream Drop Distance. Uh, I mean, right. this game has been in development for five years. <laughs> and I think... I think that's that hopefully means that there will just be a lot of content in it. That or it just yeah. was... It took a long time for them to grapple with their new engine. I don't know. Which wouldn't surprise I, me. I hope it's the the well, content part. Well, no, because I, I heard that um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is using Unreal, right? It's not using some weird custom-made engine like how they did with 15 and all the other uh, recent games. I believe it's doing the the 15 engine. Crystal Crystallis or whatever? I don't think so. You sure? I don't know what engine it's using, to be fair. So it could be using anything. It's the I'm little sure engine that could. I, I just knew that it's- I know that it's a new engine for them, so they'd probably need time to get used to that. And it already kind of shows that over the years we've seen the graphics develop, and they've yeah. changed a lot since its first- like, its inception. Mm -hmm. uh, my yeah, my fear coming into Kingdom Hearts 3 is that they're just- they're not gonna have enough worlds to explore. That's- my fear is- is not that at all. 
My fear is that they they won't have time to get to everything that they've set up. Yeah, that's true. Mostly. Because I need them to get to everything. If they don't do it, I don't know how I'm going to feel. No, At see, least the, thing the main I... things that I want. Like specific Will characters Roxas find to get someone saved. else to eat ice cream with? <laughs> yeah, I want Roxas to have a satisfying resolution, or not. Just give him, like, a conclusion, you know? Give everybody a conclusion, be it happy or sad. I just need him to get to every character. The thing I'm most worried about is if, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, it ends, Oh, but now there's a super duper secret ending which sets up the plot points for Kingdom Hearts 4! Whoa! Like, I don't want that. Just just wrap it up with a nice little bow. There, there'll be a letter in a bottle at the end. Yeah, and then, I don't want no letter in <laughs> bottle. Then that'll lead into I Coded 2, uh, where it turns <laughs> yeah. out that the bottle, the bottle was a setup for another Coded game. I just, I want, I want a definitive end. I do too. And then if they build off of anything else, it's just where it ends. Exactly. And then they do something See, I, else. I don't mind if they do the thing that you're saying, Ryan, as long as they wrap up their current plot. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I want them yeah. just to wrap up everything that they've set up and don't fucking bring in anything else that would set up for another game. Just, like, wrap up the Xehanort saga and just, just stop. Not stop making Kingdom Hearts games, but just stop with this story. Just do what you got to do here and go, you know, bring in the next, you know, then, you know, you can, well, hey, doctor saying, you know, built off the plot points that was, you know, that was in Kingdom Hearts 3, use that to develop Kingdom Hearts 4, but just keep Kingdom Hearts 4 or any other weird spinoff games out of Kingdom Hearts 3. Let Kingdom Hearts 3 be its own thing. Not set up, I guess. If that makes sense. Yep. Shit. There, a side note, this is totally unrelated, but... You're pregnant. <laughs> and you're having no, your baby. I was going to say, do you think that they're going to wrap up Riku and Mickey's plot? Will Riku fit his keyblade into Mickey's keyhole? Find out yeah, in I Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I would love... I just hope they, they wrap up Riku's right. wiener before he puts it in Mickey's... Before he puts it in Mickey's Here's butt. the thing. If they do that, they, they get a bunch of representative points, you know? They got furries coming in hot for this. Coming like, in hot. They're here for it. So, Nomura, what I'm saying is that you have to make Riku fuck Mickey at the end. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Riku's new design looks weird. With his belly button out? <laughs> well, he's, al he's always had his belly button out. What in doubt, belly button out. Um, I just mean, I think it's the hair. I'm not used to yeah, seeing it with short hair. So, do we have anything else to say about yeah. uh, Dream Drop Distance, or are we just gonna go full on Kingdom Hearts 3, or what? Um, well, yeah. I have uh, nothing. To I guess, say. just in conclusion, um, is I, th I thought. I actually really liked Dream Drop Distance until the end uh, when it became when the terrible final bosses came to the mix and all the plot gets yeah. dumped on you at once but the ride there is pretty good pretty solid for the most part um, like the worlds felt relevant again uh, 
And when I was playing uh, Dream Job Distance, pretty much marathon most of the game in a couple of days uh, because I was just it, like so intrigued as to what would happen uh, that I couldn't really put the game down. Um, which contrasts with Birth by Sleep, where I could only get myself to play it for maybe like an hour or two a night. Um, and, you know, it's just, it, it, I guess it kind of, after playing Birth by Sleep and getting the hell bored out of me, um, it was refreshing to play Dream Drop Distance and be like, oh, this is why I like playing these games. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it, it has problems. It's not as good as the two console games, but it's probably my third favorite in the series. Dream Drop is probably my second favorite. I, I, it's probably I really, my third favorite as well. I, I really enjoyed the flow motion or whatever it is that they call it. Um, I like, you know, how the levels are designed around it and how they're so open and you can just like explore everything. And it actually rewards you for exploring by giving you like materials and all that other good stuff. My headphones are unplugged. Yeah. But you know, it's it's rewarding to explore. It's fun to explore. I like how they also use the flow motion with the combat. So while you're exploring, you can just like seeming seemingly just transition right into the combat. And that's, I always thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, world selection is probably one of my favorites because of just how unique it is. Like you, you just you wouldn't think that they put like the three musketeers of all thing in a Kingdom Hearts game. You know, it's it's a, it's a weird choice, but it, I actually really like that world, Hunchback of Notre Dame. You know, it's my favorite movie, and to see it in a Kingdom Hearts game makes me really happy. And climbing up Notre Dame makes me really happy. And fighting Frollo while he's on a giant bug, it's it's like what the fuck am I doing? This is fucking weird, but I love it. Uh, the story is eh, not great. But I like what they did with Riku, how he's actually like, you know, I like how he's treated as the main character. It, it's it's subverted my expectations. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I just didn't like the I didn't like the final bosses. I thought they were awful. The Dream Eaters were fine. The Dream Eater bosses were fine. It's just that that endgame shit was it was hard to swallow. The pill that I'm on is a tough one to swallow. Not a born leader, I'm a tough act to follow. I guess ultimately... I feel like Kingdom Hearts 3 can only go up from here. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not like, I think it'll be what it needs to be. I think Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance were like stepping stones for them to understand. So... Because Dream Drop Distance is... It, it feels like it's still lacking something in, like, core to why I like Kingdom Hearts. But I guess I enjoy Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance on a completely different level than I enjoy the first and second game. Like, I enjoy Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance in a very artificial kind of, like... I, they're just, they're kind of like things that I play that are, that kind of pass the time, and they're not bad, so they're kind of enjoyable. Like, they, I guess they're just kind, like, they're fun enough that they're I- They're setups. Yeah. So, 
That's why I'm hoping Kingdom Hearts 3, because Kingdom Hearts 3 is really their first stab at making a real Kingdom Hearts game, like a main, like, big, giant project. A numbered title, yeah. Because even though we consider, we only consider all of the games main games because the story is like, wants you to consider them main games. Mm. They don't really feel like, <clears throat> Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance don't really feel like numbered titles. Because they're not, and they were they did feel like spinoffs, but they just aren't spinoffs because the story is so closely intertwined with everything. I mean, so I always that, considered yeah. Dream Drop to be a numbered game for me. Maybe, but it's, Cause it's like, still, it actually like because it, it, it's unlike most of the other. Well, actually, unlike the other spinoff games, this one actually moves the story of Kingdom Hearts Two forward. Yeah, but like mechanically, it's really it, I feel like it lacks chain of memories. Like, sleep just, I feel um, like it lacks the soul of what Kingdom Hearts Three, five, is mechanically. Is a, you know, side story and uh, fucking recoded. I don't even know what that is. It lacks so, like um like that's what something else I like about Dream Drop is that it actually does move the story forward. So there's a reason to play it. Well, story wise, they're all main games, but mechanically, there's something about one and two specifically. It's more like. They felt like they had everything in them that they needed. Oh. Like, they had, you go to the Disney Worlds, uh, the story feels like it has an arc. Uh, oh. I think Ryan just left. No, no, there this quote was coming okay. out for me. That's all right. Um, they, they had the Disney Worlds, uh, it felt like the story, like, had a, a natural, like, start and end point. Um, the mechanically, it, they felt... It felt like they gave appropriate focus to more interesting bosses and scenarios and the more mechanically interesting ones with the revenge values and the ones that like make use of the combat system really well. They had a lot of, um, I like the level design in them, you know, like, cause they, it's hard to explain what it has over Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance other than pure quality. There's just something missing from the portable titles that don't that make them feel different well i would say it's the fact that one they're portable and two they're way more limited than they would be on the console that's probably what it is i think it, it's i think about it less in terms of limitations and more in terms of how they structure each game mm -hmm. okay Where'd he go? Uh, so, is, are, is, is... Hey, Doc, what are your thoughts I about Dream like... Drop Distance? Final thoughts, pal? Huh? Uh... I mean, the, my thing is that I think that... I, I love the music and world design in this game. I think that Traverse Town is some of the best music out of the entire series, and Majestic Wings from Notre Dame is just fucking amazing um i love fantasia a lot i love that song that plays there i love the world uh i just the world design here is great i like flow motion as a concept i like the dream eaters a lot it's just that when it when it comes to combat and how dream drop distance and birth by sleep plays in comparison to like one, two, and three. It's just like, I would rather be playing a game like Kingdom Hearts 2 
you know? Yeah. I, I don't hate the story. I think some of the characters are interesting. I like the world ends with you characters a lot since I like that game. Yeah, it's, it's just a little that, confusing to see it. Like, if you haven't played that, that game, that's a yeah. little bit confusing. Yeah. Like, I had to look up what the plot was from that game, and then I'm like, oh, there's some interesting parallels between the Reapers game in world ends with you and what Sora and Riku yeah. are doing in these sleeping worlds. Mm. Apparently the same team, so that was the same team developed both games. So, I know that yeah. um, Namor designed characters for both. Yeah, well it's like literally the same development team. Yeah. Uh, so the the reason that they brought those characters back for Traverse Town was because like, hey, we made that game once, maybe we should bring these characters back. But other than that, it's I think it's a decent game, like a six out of ten, I'd say. If I had to rate it, I might go to a seven. But yeah, I see what you mean. It's above average. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, decent. I really liked it though, except for the ending. Then, then again, I did play it on the 3DS, which was sucky. Yeah, and I, yeah. I will say this: like, I do want to replay the game on the PS4 just to see if there's anything that I missed. I know that like once you see, I did not use. Once you see Kingdom Hearts at 60 FPS, you can't go back. You can't go back. Yeah. 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 It's it's actually pretty incredible. Kingdom Hearts 2 and 60. I just want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts 3 I, I is gonna play. be in like 20 FPS. Uh, you know what no. I? You know what I heard? I heard that like on base consoles, it's going to be at 30, and then like on the Pro and Xbox One S, it runs at 60. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I've heard. They, they said when they asked the the people if on the regular consoles it would run at 60, they said no comment. Uh, which means so it will run... basically, I'm getting a PS4 Pro. Which means <laughs> that it will run at 10 FPS. <laughs> but the thing is. The the PS4 is going to be discontinuing soon. What? The the original model yeah, PS4. They... No 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 no. The the Sony CEO said that the PS4 is in its final stages of what life. The fuck? Really? Alright, so what do you yeah. do you mean that they're phasing out the vanilla model of PS4 in favor of the Pro? No, 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 no. Just just the PS4 in general, I think. It feels like it's a Like just the got moniker here. and the brand. Has it? I mean, it has been five years, I guess. Oh my god. But that is no, really. No, it's been. Uh, Came out hasn't it been more than that? No, 2013, 13? right? Yeah, I remember Ethan, like, <laughs> first year of college, Ethan bringing home a PS4 over uh, our first winter break. <laughs> Yeah. And that was in 2013. God, that's mm. so weird to think about. Because it's like, if they, if Microsoft and Sony want to go full-on Pro and Xbox One S, that would make sense to me. But it's it still feels like... It feels like it's a little bit early to be making a PS5, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree, because... I mean, I played God of War last week, and that doesn't feel like an end of the console uh, game. It feels like the climax, you know? Because we're getting Spider-Man this year, 
We're getting Days Gone next year, Kingdom Hearts 3 possibly this year, Spyro this year. Like, if they like, if they want to focus more on the of pro and, you know, making games that are exclusive for that version of the console, sure. Uh, but, I don't know. It, you know, making, like, a second version of an existing console always seems to, like... Because that's because the new 3ds. It's like what is there to play on it besides you know exclusive for that besides um the, the Minecraft. special Minecraft version on 3ds new 3ds and Xenoblade 3d That's like all I can think of Yeah, I don't know it they should have so are we done what? Are we done with dream drop? Yeah, distance? I think so this was the most bipolar right. podcast we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went some places today. So, uh, are we done with, with this with this episode? Did we want to... Because this ended up I being a Kingdom Hearts I 3 think so. uh, discussion as well, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. Well, there's more to DDD3. discuss Sorry, say that again. I mean, unless there's anything else to discuss with Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm not sure. I don't have anything to say. We kinda... We kinda went all over the place, which I thought was fun. Oh, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> the off-topic boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, folks, that's, that's all we've got for you today. Uh, go home. Spend some time. Get out of here! Yeah, get get out of here, you you go bugs. home. You don't have and to go if you're home, already home, but you don't stay then here. Go outside. Yeah, <laughs> go outside. Get out of here. Your dinner's getting cold. 